Amen. Everybody ready for a great sermon today? Yes. All right. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be good. The reason I, I do this is because um, I know you guys can hear me in here, but we want everybody in the whole wide world to be able to hear. So that's how we record this. If you had an op opportunity, if you ever miss any time um, from church or stuff, I know you never do. But just in case somebody was, was under the weather or something, we've got a way that you can get the message all the time. You can go to www.keepthepromise.org. I want you guys to take a look up here and uh, read that with me. Are you ready? One, two, three. Are you ready to trade? Let me get my glasses on. Woo. I tell you what, you better not think that things are always going to be the same in your life because you will wake up with a rude awakening, won't you? Things change all the time. So, talking about trading this week, I'm going to get this thing right in just a minute. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this with moving my hands. <laughs> it's going to be good. But uh, I tell you what, I had a little something this week. I always try to write down something in the morning, maybe on my Facebook page as a word of encouragement and things. And a lot of times that will set the stage for what God's doing uh, in our church family and things like that. And so this week I wrote a little something like this. I said, uh, are you ready to trade? Trade your worry for his rest, your guilt for his forgiveness, your brokenness for his wholeness, your fear for his love. And the list goes on forever. It's time to trade. And the time I got back home that day, I had 104 hits on that thing. It means 104 people agreed that, you know what, this it's time to trade. Now, I don't know what it is in your life or my life at times, but there's a lot of things I like to trade off. How about you? You know, we sang about a few of them today. And uh, I just think that, you know, that really struck a chord with so many folks. I thought, well, let's go ahead and use that as the message this week. I'll tell you what, if you got your Bibles, open up to Matthew, um, excuse me, Mark 835. And I'm going to read that here. And it says, Jesus says it this way. He said, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. Man, when you start thinking about that, what exactly does that mean? Are you ready to live for Christ and not the world? Are you willing to put God first instead of ourselves? I thought that'd be quiet there, isn't it? Because a lot of times we say, yeah! And by the end of the week we go, no! Or maybe by the end of the day. And I'm talking about the guy in the mirror here. See, we start off running that race real strong sometimes, but then we kind of fall back into the natural, don't we? We like the easy way, don't we? We like the shortcut. Anybody with me? I mean, if there's an easier way, we just want to kind of go that way. But that's not always the best way. I mean, no, the best way is God's way, amen? amen? And that's the way that we desire to go. So I just want to take a, a few things here. I said, you know, it's a daily decision on what we do, how we choose to do uh, whatever we do, our attitudes. And a lot of times people don't think they can choose that attitude, but you can. You know, I think that's the whole thing. A lot of times, have you ever just woke up and just in a bad mood? <laughs> I, I guess this mic's not working either. Have you ever woke up in like a bad mood? <laughs> Y'all can hear me back there, right? That's, I, thought, I thought we got out that time. Yeah, isn't that amazing? For no reason sometimes. Or you say, hey, you want to do I just don't want to. I don't feel like it. Yeah, I, I tell you, I get that every now and then. So we have an opportunity to choose our attitudes. That's a great thing. And, you know, God gives us that free will. So I pray today that we choose to be a vessel for the Lord. I pray that we choose to listen to what God has for us. And I pray that we choose to be a mirror of Christ. But, you know, I had a couple other things I wanted to think about and share with you some thoughts here. I said, uh, so many times we get so 
wrapped around our, our, our days and our times and things like that. Tim, I'm going to get ready to get you to cue that up there in just a second. But uh, the older I get, the more I see that my life is really going fast. You know, I remember my granddad telling me when I was a kid, boy, you wait till you're my age and days are going to go. And he'd go through, years are going to seem like months. And months are going to seem like, you know, I mean, he'd work it right on down. And I'd go, can we just eat? And he's going to go out, you know what I mean? I'm just being honest. And, and then, then my dad went to that. And now that's what I'm saying to my kids. Time goes by fast. So I was talking to my daughter-in-law. That sounds kind of neat. I, didn't, I never got to say that till this week. And uh, she shared a little something. She says, you know what? I, I found something the other day, and I want to share that with you. So she, she gave me a link to this, and I want to share this today, just how fast time goes by. I hope you guys can take a look at this and relate to this. Tim's going to run this clip, and we'll jump in from there. But think about how much time we spend doing just everyday things to get away from us. Go ahead, Tim. Thank you. These are roughly 28,835 jelly beans. I counted out 500 of them and used those to weigh the rest. In this pile, there's one jelly bean for each day that the average American will live. You might have more beans in your life, or maybe less, but on average, this is the time we have. Here's a single bean. It's your very first day. A special day, but kind of a rough day on everyone involved. Add 364 more and you have the first year of your life. Now, for a sense of scale, here are your first 15 years. 5,475 days, which brings us to the threshold of adulthood. And at that moment, this is the time that we have left. And this is, on average, what we will do with all that time. We will be asleep for a total of 8,477 days. If we're lucky, some of that time we'll be sleeping next to someone we love. We will be in the process of eating, drinking, or preparing food for 1,635 days. We'll be at work, hopefully doing something satisfying, for the equivalent of 3,202 of those days. 1,099 days will be spent commuting or traveling from one place to another. Maybe a little bit more if you live in LA. On average, we will watch television in one form or another for a total of 2,676 days. Household activities, like chores and tending to our pets and shopping, will take another 1,576 days. And we will care for the needs and well-being of others, our friends and family, for 564 days. We'll spend 671 days bathing, grooming, and doing all other bathroom-related activities. And another 720 days will go to community activities, like religious and civic duties, charities, and taking classes. After we remove all those beans, this is what remains. This is the time that we have left. Time for laughing, swimming, making art, going on hikes, text messages, reading, checking Facebook, playing softball, maybe even teaching yourself how to play the guitar. So what are you going to do with this time? How much of it do you think you've already used up? And if you only had half of it, what would you do differently? What about half of that? How much time have you already spent worrying instead of doing something that you love? What if you just had one more day? What are you going to do today? Amen. Man, that's a pretty good illustration, isn't it? Makes you really think about when you can see those things and, and time just slipping away. There's so many things that we have to do, but there's a lot of things that we get to do that we choose to do. I know a lot of times when I talk to folks, um, they complain. Anybody know anybody that complains? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> He's out there, right? So you can do that, right? 
actually, you know what? Probably all of us can do that, can't we? I know I can, I can do that. But I've really been working on that. And, and the way I've been working on that is just taking some of the, the scripture and just feeding my heart and my mind with that. And think about the blessings that I have, counting the blessings that we have. And so, you know, with some of the things we talked about, I want to look at some of the things that we, we might want to trade. Anybody want to trade a few things? I want to take a look at this here. Here we go. Things we can trade. If you got your notes here, you might want to take a, take a couple of little notes along the way. But I, I wrote this statement down. I said, God is ready to assume full responsibility for your life. He doesn't want to control it. He wants to guide it. See, that's the difference. A lot of times people think God wants to control you, but he gave us free will. God wants to guide you. God wants to love you. He wants the very best for you. Amen. Think about with your, your children. I think that's a great illustration of how we desire the things that God desires. We want the best for our children. And it's the same with God with us. But, you know, a lot of times we have limited resources. Amen. God has unlimited resources and what he can do and what he will do through you to make a, a big difference in people's lives. So I know this print's going to be a little small, but I'm going to read them off to you. And I just want to take a look. And I, I want to ask you this question. What would your life look like if you traded these things with God? How about this? Boy, that is small. If we traded anger and embraced patience. Amen. How about if we traded resentment and we forgave as uh, we've been forgiven? Oh, here's a good one. Ready? Trading that pettiness and we grow in maturity. Trade bitterness and extend forgiveness. You know what? So many times we let bitterness bind us to the past. And I, and I think that's the thing that, you know what? The devil uses that over and over and over to just keep us looking at what's behind instead of what's ahead. Amen? All right, let's keep on rolling. How about this? Trade jealousy. Learn how to rely on God. How much are we actually relying on God each day? I know a lot of times we say, well, I got to do this. I, I, I. You know, I got to do this and I got to do that. I wonder how often did we really say, God has done this. God has provided this. God, you're going to have to come through in this area of my life. And because that's the truth of the matter, God's just got to come through in, in areas of our life. Amen. And that's, that's a good place to be. We've been studying on Tuesday nights about some desert times when people were coming out, when the Israelites were coming out, coming from Egypt, and they needed water. God had to show up. They needed food. God had to show up, and he did. And I don't know what our need is individually today, but I tell you what, I know who is the provider of that, and his name is Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Trade complaining. Focus on the gratitude. Man, isn't that something? I was, I was thinking about this. A lot of times when I talk to folks, and me, me looking at me first, we can start that complaining thing. And a lot of it is about work. Anybody ever complain about the job? Yeah. A little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. <laughs> well, man, back said, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Good for you. But you know what? Now, you give them eight hours already, right? And then you come home and complain another five, right? So now they got 13 hours out of you. You know what? I think it's great we come home, we talk about it a little bit, and man, leave it behind. You know what? Lord, help us to, to just not get choked up in all that complaining. Help us focus on the gratitude because you know what? You got a job, right? And I know that sounds real short because that's, that's what the company will tell you. But for that job, you know what? We're able to provide for our family. Usually have some benefits, hopefully, right? Usually have some vacation time. Something there that God has worked through the midst of that, that employer, to bless you. Let's try to focus on the gratitude. Amen. 
Here we go. Oh, I know. We can, we can skip over this, can't we? Trade gossiping. <laughs> Should we skip that one? Now, let's go ahead while we're here. Speak of righteousness and the truth and love. Man. Now, I will tell you this in, in, in the religious circles. They'll just say, well, how can we pray for you? And they just want the dirty laundry because they just want to go ahead. Many times people uh, are just saying, well, I just want to know more. I want to know more. But I, I, I tell you what. This is, this is some information that we passed on to the, a young couple that just got married last week. I know I, me and my mother-in-law were both talking about that. You know what? Solve your problems by going to the Lord. Now, I'm not saying other people can't give you good counsel, but make sure it's godly counsel. But everybody doesn't need to know all your business. And everybody won't give you the best guidance, amen? But if you go to God's word, you can trust in that. How many people know this? If you're going through times in your marriage, you don't go to the guy that's been divorced 15 times. You know? Man, I'll tell you, man, look out. She's going to take it all. Right? <laughs> how about go to the, to the Bible and say, Lord, how do I put this relationship back together? Lord, how can, how can I be that mirror of Christ? How can I love my, life, my wife like you love the church? I'm going to tell you what. We can never go wrong going back to God's word. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Trade negativity. Become one who thinks positive. Anybody got any positive thinkers in their family? I'll pray for y'all. <laughs> There's got to be somebody to say, you know, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. My mom was that person. I mean, I believe you could kick her in the shin. She'd go, oh, thank the Lord he didn't kick me in the other one. You know? I, I got to get some of that for mom, you know? But there's a lot of times all we see is the negative, man. I tell you, raise our eyes up, raise our hearts up, and pick some positive, all right? Let's keep on rolling. Trade that off. We could trade hypocritical judgments, right? Think respectful thoughts. Man, we like, we like pointing, don't we? What's the old thing that said when you point this way, you got, what, four or five other ones going back, four other ones going back? You know, we do that. Lord, help us not to, to point out what's wrong, but to point to things that are right. Now, that makes all the difference right there. You know, I said, Lord, help us to find the golden people. You know, find that thing that God's doing in their life and then, and then fan the flames. Encourage them with that. You know, I don't know about you guys. I usually don't have too many problems finding the problems in my life where I'm coming up short, right? We're usually the worst ones in our, on, on ourselves, you know? But I tell you, it's nice when somebody says, hey, you know, you're doing all right in that area. Hey, you know, that's really nice. One of those things, what would it hurt to give somebody a compliment? What would it hurt to encourage somebody instead of pointing out all the faults? Amen? That's what God has done for us. He has placed something amazing in each person. Amen? All right? Trade the gloom. Oh, man. Look for beauty and blessing in all things. Man. Do y'all know any Debbie Downers? Debbie, I wasn't talking. Where's she at? I was, I was just using it. Or, or just, you know, some people are just down. You know? Or just, I got, I'm trying to, negative Ned. How about that? One or each, right? And I don't care what's going on if the sunshine is too hot. If it's raining on your garden, well, my head's probably just washed everything away. I mean, over and over and over. And what you find out is you start doing this. You start stepping back. And they start, well, how come nobody calls me anymore? <laughs> got a good idea, right? You don't want to be around that. But maybe we can speak into their life and help point out the good. Remember? That's what we're talking about, pointing out the good. Let's keep on rolling. Trade discouragement. Praise God for the encouragement in Christ. When you get down, I'm going to tell you what, you can always find something good in Christ. Amen? No matter what's going on in your life, God has already done amazing work through Jesus Christ. Trade your worry. I'll say that again. I should have made that bigger. 
Pray and worry. Trust God for all needs met in Christ Jesus. How much does worry help? We talked about that many, many times. Absolutely what? None. None. Trade hatred. Dwell on what is true, noble, right, and praiseworthy. And trade your burdens. Cast all your cares upon him who cares for you. I got one more here. Trade your excuses. I love this. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you only took one of those things and wrote it down and work on it this week, I'll tell you what, I think you would see how God would move in your life amazingly. But why stop at one? Amen. If we could just continue to trade our whatever for what God has, we're going to come out a whole lot better off. Everybody doing good? All right, let's keep on rolling. Well, I was working through this sheet today, uh, this week, and this is one of the things the Lord was showing me. Less grip and more grasp. What do you mean by that? I say it this way. We need to lose the grip of the world and get a better grip on the word. Isn't that, isn't that so true? I said, you know, have you ever noticed lately, especially lately, anybody watching the news get the newspaper one of those things, see what's going on, right? We try to keep up. I think it's good to know about current events and things like that, but not to get overwhelmed with them. But everything is fear-driven. That's amazing to me, you know? But God's always saying, fear not. But the world's saying, oh, dude, look out, man. Stock market's going down. Look out, what's going on here? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's jobs. Jobs not looking good. Ooh, cutting back all the time. Oh, we got this new virus. Oh, there's an earthquake. Oh, there's a storm. You see that over and over and over. And by the time the, the end of the newscast, you just as tight as a knot, man. I'm going to tell you what. If we put in minute for minute with God that we do on Facebook and the newspaper and the news, I bet you that our attitudes would flop just like this. I guarantee you that the cream will rise to the top. If we, if we spend the same amount of time. Matter of fact, I don't even think you have to spend as much time. But I hope what happens is as we spend time, we would desire to spend even more time as God continues to fill us up with the good stuff over and over and over. I got a scripture for you here in Matthew 24, verse 6, because, you know, the Bible speaks of these things. And Jesus is speaking. He says, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but do not panic. He didn't tell us to be afraid. He says, do not panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. I said, the Lord is not taken by surprise in any situation so we can be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. Nothing that's happening today is surprising your heavenly father. Amen. Sometimes you just need to take it and breathe that in. Man, you know what? No matter what I'm going to deal with today, no matter what's going to happen today, no matter what the news says today, it's not going to surprise my God. Now, I'm going to tell you what, that puts my heart in a whole lot better place to receive from God than the fear. But he tells us what? But don't panic. So many times, see, that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to just gear you up so you won't listen to what God's got for you. Today, I pray that we just jump in and hold on to what God's got. Amen. Got another one for you. I said, why hold on to the anchors of doubt when Christ gives us a boatload of blessing? You ever thought about that? Over and over. I said, it's always good to review the blessings of the Lord. Think about it. Health, family, salvation, healing, forgiveness, grace, mercy, love. I said, let the, your faith grasp the boatload of blessing. All this week, 
I pray that, you know what, that we do that. Try to find something positive in what's going on. You say, gosh, buddy, it sounds like you're saying the same thing over and over. Maybe I am. Because I'm going to tell you, the phone calls I get are the over and over. Not, not from, from so many folks here, but just in general. You know, so many things. I'm going to tell you something just not even on here. You know something that's kind of sad? I had, uh, I got a call, and I, I try to take as many calls as I, I can. And this lady called me. I never spoke to her before. And she said, one of the local pastors gave me your name and thought maybe you can help me. I said, well, man, what's going on in your life? She says, my, my dad just passed away. And she says, it's not that I have not been diligent about finding somebody to speak at his funeral, but we're not plugged into a church. We don't know anybody. Um, is that something that you can do? And I thought, well, when is it? And she said, tomorrow. <laughs> and I go, no, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't. And she, she said, I, it's not like I just started today. I want you to understand. It's not like I started today, but I've been looking at things like that. And I thought, isn't that something? I don't know the age of the man. I don't even know the name of the man. I'd hate to think that you live your whole life and you got a paragraph in the daily press and you can't find somebody to speak at your funeral. I'm going to tell you, that's tough. Now, that's nothing against the fella, but what preparation do we do throughout our life? Yeah, I, I, maybe it's because I'm getting older. I start looking at stuff, man. I just start looking. I'm, I'm watching people. I'm looking at things in the world. And I don't know about you guys. When I leave here, I don't want to leave nothing left, man. They're just like, man, he wore that body out. You know? That's it. Down to the last 30 days for the new knee, man. I'm ready to go another mile, you know? And so I'm looking at that stuff. And I, and, and I looked and, and, and kind of just pulling this in. Thomas and Alexa's on their, their uh, honeymoon still there in Florida. And I thought, that boy's done more in a week than I've done in 50 years. And I thought, well, I'm not jealous, but I've got to get rolling. There's things I want to do. Many of you guys have told the story about my dad. When my dad passed away, I remember him telling me so much, and I'm writing stuff down and everything else. And I went out in the garage, and I was looking for a particular thing. I was looking for a combination to a safe that had nothing in it, but that's okay. But I was looking for a combination. <laughs> I needed to find it. And I was, like, I was in the garage, and I said, Dad, what did you do with that? And immediately the Holy Spirit said, look in the book. And I turned in my dad's very full garage. How about I say that? <laughs> I didn't say junkie, very full. And there's things everywhere. And I see this book, and I've talked about this many times. And it was just a, just a little handheld ledger. And I pulled it out. And I opened it up. It said, buddy, look inside. And I remember, he said, if anything ever happens to me, look in this book. So I'm thinking, man, he's going to have all this cool stuff. You know what he had in there? He had his whole life written and all about his family, all the way up to Jesse's, his youngest grandson, all the way up. And I looked through there and I saw all the cool stuff that he did. And a lot of it wasn't fun. I mean, coming out of the coal mines and things like that and then finally working on something that went to the moon, that's a lot of ground to cover. And I'm not here to talk about my dad today. I'm here to talk about our life today. And when I saw that, it inspired me so much. I said, man, I want to fill my book up. How about you? I want to fill that book up with stuff. All types of stuff. But mainly what I want to fill that book up with this is sharing my faith with people. Sharing my faith with people. So yesterday, we had the opportunity to do a fundraiser for Paul's. John's a part of that. What is it? Pocosin Animal Welfare Sanctuary. 
They do a lot of stuff for a lot of animals, not just cats, but, but kind of a lot of cats. And they asked us, will we play it at one of their benefits? I said, sure, no problem, that's great. We love to get out of stuff. So we went back in this place and they did a fantastic job setting this up. And they just went out to reach the masses. And so we're there and they've got cookies and cakes and dog perfume. I didn't know they had that, they got that. Uh, all types of stuff. And they have a micro brewery over here and all this. And I was out there and I was plugging my guitar and this guy came over and said, me goes, we don't need your kind out here. And I who is that? It's my boss. <laughs> he loves me. I know he does. He goes, hey, how you doing? So anyway, we're playing and we're praising the Lord, man. And there's a lot of people walking by and they're kind of going, what are they saying? What are they saying? Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. But we noticed, me and Miss Tanya, man, we're getting with it. Miss Tanya was playing this thing. I got to tell you this. This is so good. <laughs> Tanya was over here. And she was playing, see, she's got a little gas pedal on this thing. <laughs> and she was playing, man. Pumping that pedal. She was pumping that pedal. Pumping that pedal. And she was singing, pumping that pedal. I, I started playing, singing. And I started laughing. She's like, what's wrong? I said, it's not plugged in. She's getting that 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 She's getting I knew it's not working. I'm like, why is this not working? And he is like laughing, and I, he's making me laugh so hard I can't even sing. And I'm like, is it working? <laughs> and then I'm like, it's not working. So what does she do? She just stops playing, and she starts hardwiring stuff in. And so now I've got to play. But you know what? Making those memories and things like that. But that's this what that's see. This happens to us all the time. We actually set up everything, and it works perfectly before you get here. I mean, we get here at like uh, eight o'clock. And everything, as soon as you guys get in here, it just goes, oh, well. So getting back to the story, there's people walking and talking and everything else. And there's like eight people sitting at a uh, picnic table. And everybody else will finish, and it goes, all right. And then these people go, thank you. <laughs> we play a little bit more, and then, all right. <laughs> All right, so we did. So we finished, <laughs> and I go over and I go, hey, I just want to tell you guys, we really appreciate the support. And they go, well, you know what? We're believers, and we just appreciate what y'all doing, jumping right in the middle of all these things, right? And they were going, they said, okay, Christian music, microbrewery. Christian music, microbrewery. I said, I'll go anywhere to talk about Jesus. It don't make no difference to me. And they went, yeah. Amen. I mean, you know, you just can't be selective on, on, on sharing Christ. Amen. I'm glad somebody came out of the church and told me about Jesus. How about you? Because I wasn't I wasn't at the door going, hey, uh, y'all got Jesus up in there? Oh, wait a minute. Pull that curtain back. I thought I saw him. No. <laughs> somebody came out and said, hey, you need Jesus. I said, yes, I do. Right. Aren't you glad that people come out and do that stuff and share that? But you know what? Even through that. You think people are not listening. There was one guy on the picnic table, and he, was, he had dark glasses on. And I was just sitting in every song, he was just, just like, I mean, wow. He was locked in. I'm thinking, man, what's going on here? We load the trailer. We're moving away. And the guy comes up, taps on the window. He goes, hey. I go, yeah. He goes, where's y'all's church at? Isn't that cool? What time is it? I'm going to try to get down there sometime. 
Hey, if there's only one. You know what? So we've been praying that that guy's going to show up here one day. You know? But a lot of times we think, man, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. You know what? Wherever you are, throw that seed out. You know? And a lot of times you don't always get to see the end of that. Let me watch my time here. I do got one other story under blessing of that. Now, we love our animals. Everybody knows that we love our animals. And I'm going to tie this into seeing the last, last piece of the puzzle. So we're talking to people, and we play music, and we sweat it and everything else. And one person comes over and says, excuse me. And I go, hey. They go, you're Buddy Chapman. I go, yes, I am. Can I ask you a question? I'm ready for the big theologian Bible question. And they said, didn't you and your wife adopt Conway Kitty? <laughs> I go, yeah, we do have a cat named Conway. Could you come over here for a minute? And I'm thinking, how you ain't getting him back? Because my wife loves that cat, right? <laughs> that is not going to happen. And we found the three ladies that had rescued our cat now. And she said, you know what? We couldn't take any more cats. And we, we were able to take this cat. And we just thought he was so special. And she said, we saw that he was going to be okay because we saw a picture of him stretched out across your bed when you got him, you know, that you posted on Facebook. I said, yeah. And he said, thank you. Just want to let you know. appreciate that. Now, how does that tie in? And I told them another opportunity to share Christ. I said, it's funny like that, that you guys have done some things and, and, and you know, you never know how that's going to shake out. It's just like us when we share our faith. We might not see that person come to Christ, but man, when we see them in heaven, pictured in front of the Lord, all because, you know, maybe it was something that you said, or maybe something that you did, or maybe it's a song that somebody sang, or maybe it's a Bible track, or maybe it's some coins that you put in, uh, you know, the Coins of Hope ministry over there. Man, we might not see it today, and we might not see it next month, but there's going to be one day that we see it in eternity. So never back off, man. Keep on going. Focus on the blessing. And you know what? Look at the positive. All right? I'm going to get back on schedule here. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I said many times we're shipwreck we shipwreck ourselves by not following the compass, meaning Christ. Anybody believe in that? Man. I said, man, that speaks for itself. I said, how many people here might respond different to a situation if they just check with God first? Hands everywhere, right? I know. I, I mean, if you just run it through the filter, if you just say, maybe I should have prayed about that first, right? How many things? Lord, help us to go to you first. Usually what happens, we go to God last, right? We exhaust everything. We try this. We manipulate that. We do this, turn this, twist this, do that. Call, you know, the guy down the street. Call your friends, complain. And they go, I guess I better pray about that. Man. We waste so much energy and so much time. I think one of the greatest time savers that the Lord gives us is prayer, amen, when we seek him so many times. So I pray that you know what, that we continue to check with God first and we continue to keep moving in the direction on what God has us. But the good news is this, God allows us, even though we don't always look at his compass, he allows us some course corrections. I'm always talking about course corrections. How about you guys? I said, you know what? Realign, realign your life in an instant. What do you mean by that? And what I mean by that, when we repent and receive his forgiveness and we trade our sin for his righteousness, it doesn't take till tomorrow. It's not like a bank deposit. You play on your credit card and it takes 24 hours to kick in. It's now. It's right here. It's today. When we say, Lord, you know what? I really blew that. Forgive me of that. Immediately, God says, you know what? I've got it. Now, I'm not telling you, you won't have some scar tissue from your 
decisions because you can. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what. You are right in the sight of God through what Jesus Christ has done. And if we keep that mindset and understand that truth, it changes everything. There's some mornings, I think probably when anybody in here wake up and go, man, I sure could have done yesterday a whole lot better. But guess what? You don't get to do yesterday over. But if we wake up, he gives us the day to do today. So let's do today with the course correction and realigning our life with Christ. Amen? What else we got? I've said this many times. Somebody shared this with me in my life a long time ago. It says we don't drift on course. We have to make an effort. We have to make an effort. We need to open that Bible. We need to be a Bible study. We need to be digging in. We need to make an effort to grow. Have you ever seen anybody just join the gym and never go and have a body like Miles? <laughs> no, they don't. He works out. He does a lot of stuff. Usually what happens is you can join the gym and not go for the last two months and have a body like this. <laughs> so it's out of here. I need to get back in the program, right? I need to get with it. So why would it be any different talking about drifting on course or drifting off course? You've got to be active. We've got to do a few things. You wouldn't never think just, just because you bought uh, a, a gym pass that you're going to be in shape, right? You're a member, right? Right. When you call on the name of Jesus, you're in the family. But if you want to grow in your faith, you need to open that Bible. You need to be praying. You need to be sitting down with somebody and being discipled, amen? And that's what I pray that we offer here. An opportunity to grow in your faith and grow in what God's doing. We want to encourage you guys in that all the time. Take a little bit of time each day to grow in what God's doing. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. I said there's a reason for the lighthouse. I didn't know I was going to have a whole nautical theme here, but that's the way the Lord unpacked it. I said, man, you know, just as a sailor relies on the light to shed it from the lighthouse, we too need to follow the light of God's word for safe travel. You ever met somebody and they just seem very wise and then you, you listen to them a little bit more and you see wow they're basing their decisions off the word of God wow they're basing uh, how they deal with people from the truth of God's word that's what God's word will do for us it will guide us it will lead us it will protect us it will direct us we just need to open it up we just need to be applying it because you can read it and not do it and it's a big difference. It's like having that gym pass and not going. We've got to work our muscles of faith, amen. And I pray today that you're encouraged to do that because there's so many things that God has for us. What are you going to fill your book up with? What are you going to fill your book up with? Does anybody write a diary anymore? Not too many people. Anybody write a journal from time to time, some of their prayer things? I, I encourage us to do that a lot. You know, write down what God's showing you and, and go back over the years and see how God moved through different things. I, I still want to encourage you to do that. But most of all, spending time with God. Got a little something to share here. I said, regardless of the seeds we, we will travel in this life, Christ is able to still the storm. You know, when, when I have the privilege and opportunity to talk to our church family or maybe get asked to speak somewhere else, I don't automatically think everybody's saved. I don't automatically think everybody is just having a great day. And I try to speak to all areas of our life because guess what? That's what life is. Life is up and down, isn't it? You know? And a lot of times when I tell people, especially if I counsel them before we do any type of a, a wedding or marriage thing, I said, you know, happiness is really based on happenings. 
You get the raise, you're happy. You get the new car, you're happy. You lose the job, you're not happy. But joy is based on a deep-rooted relationship with Christ. You can still have joy in the midst of those things. Have you ever seen anybody like that? You almost are drawn to them. Now, I'm not saying they're jumping up and down because they broke their leg, okay? But I'm saying they have a way of finding and finding a positive even in the midst of the storm. I did a Bible study years and years ago right down the street. Some friends opened their, their house up. And there was a guy there, and he led that group. And he was a real gentle gentleman. And I often think about that guy. His name was Bruce. And I, I would have never known some of the things that he had went through or anything else because the outside looking in, straight, straight arrow. And even when he shared some of the things that he had walked down and went through and everything else, he could still do it with the confidence of Christ because he was grounded in the Lord. And he had walked down some pretty tough roads, you know what I mean? And that always inspired me. I go, why is that guy able to go through these things? And everybody else just goes, whoa. And one of the things he told me, he says, joy is rooted in my relationship with the Lord. He had made that decision a long time ago. If, if God's for me, right, he just received that. Who can be against me? And he lived that his life like that. I'm sure he wasn't perfect. But I know one thing. <clears throat> I saw a lot of the characteristics in Christ in that man's life. I was a very young believer. And I would come up with some really young answers. Well, I think it should just be like this and everything else. And he would say, well, buddy, I appreciate you sharing that. But what scripture are you basing it on? I don't know. I just think that. You see, he would love me back to the center line. <coughs> yes, I don't have any word. That's okay. Um, he would love me back to the center line of the world. And I really appreciate that. Who has God put in your life to draw you back to the center line of Christ? I watched a lot of videos a lot of times when I'm putting things together um, for the week and try to get as many things as I can to kind of look around and, and anything we can just grab hold. How many like that little bead thing? That was kind of neat, wasn't it? I thought it was really neat. And, and I thought about this. I watched a video and this guy had been through so many things in his life and that, uh, I appreciate that. The guy had been through so many things in his life that uh, he just, I, I, I don't know. I guess the best way to tell you, I'll just give you a little slogan. He, he was preaching to kids, talking to kids, and he was talking about how he never appreciated his mom and he never appreciated this and everything else. And he tried to kill himself a couple of times and everything else. But the day that they called him and said, you need to call home, everything changed in his life. What's going on? And he called his family and he goes, well, what's going on? He said, we don't, we don't even want to tell you. Can you come home? He says, I'm in Japan. What's going on? Just tell me, he said. Mom's dead. And the man ran out of this fancy hotel. And he ran into the middle of the street just crying. Because the reality sunk in then. He said before that, he would go hang out with his friends, man. He'd come home 3 o'clock in the morning. And he'd come in and his mom would be waiting for him, right? And she said, honey, look, you're okay? What's going on? What have you been into? Oh, just leave me alone. Push her away. Slam the door. And she kept loving him. 
and he pulled some other stunts and he got on drugs and he, they would steal cars and they would do all these things and his mom would still come back and still want to spend time with him and love him. And in an instant, all that was gone. But as soon as it was gone, he realized what he had. Don't be like that guy. Realize what you have today. Realize about your friends and your family and your loved ones and the Lord. Because things can change in an instant. Things can get better in an instant too. Usually when we think about things changing in an instant, we think about the tough things. I'm going to tell you what. The course corrections that we can make today makes all the difference in the world. What course corrections do you need to make? I think everybody needs to make them. I know I do. And sometimes it's day by day, minute by minute. But this message is to lift you up, not to, 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 to get you down. It's to make you think. It's to make you think a little bit. What are we dragging around with us that's dragging us down? God's given us so much to lift us up. We have a Savior that loves you when you're at your worst. He doesn't love you any less because we missed the mark. He loves us all the same. But what he does desire is for us to make that course correction and grab hold on to his hand to walk out the rest of this. Let's look at this again. How about we read that last uh, Mark 8.35 together. Can y'all read that with me? One, two, three. Let's read. Let me hear you. Well, that's, that speaks to us, doesn't it? I'll say, like I said earlier today, it's not that God wants to keep anything from you. He wants to get all the good things to you. So for each one here today, I don't know what the course correction is that you might need to take. Maybe you need to step back. Maybe you need to stand up. Maybe you need to forgive. Maybe you need to let things go. Maybe it's all of the above. But whatever it is, before we pray, I want to ask you this. Are you ready to trade? Are you ready to trade your baggage for the robe of righteousness that Christ made for you? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, Lord, as we get to spend some time together, that we just fellowship and we just uh, share one another's burdens and we encourage each other, Lord. And I pray that, you know, through the message, Lord, today, that we realize that you are willing and able to assume full responsibility for our life. When I say that, I'm saying that, Lord, you've got our back. You've got our front. You've got our side. You've got the best for us. But you know what? We do have something to say about that. We can say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So if you're here today and you've never said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ, to come into your life and forgive you of your son, do it now. Do it today. Because just like that man found out, things can change in an instant. But I'm here to tell you that your situation from being dead in your sin can change in an instant to being received in the loving arms of the Savior that gave it all for you. If that's you today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, I want you to look at me right here and now. This is your day. This is, this is not tomorrow's stuff. This is not next week's stuff. It's right here, right now. And you can know. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And he goes on in a few more verses down around Romans 10, 13. I love it. It says, whosoever calls upon a name will be saved. 
today, call upon the name of Jesus and know that you are secure in him. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.